0: Welcome to another episode of the Black Eskimo Podcast. My special guest today is Raquel Wallen. Wow, she's another another in a list of uh, three others who I met at the African Fashion Week Toronto launch party. She is a model, uh, a new model. Interestingly enough, um, that was actually her first uh, her first uh, runway uh, performance was, uh, I believe, on the Friday. So Friday, the twenty third of August. In any event, uh, at the launch party on the 22nd, I met her, uh, <laughs> I saw her by the bar, I don't know if she was drinking, but she was definitely with uh, some friends, and she was dancing up a storm, there was some really nice Afrobeat playing, and she was jamming, it was like she was having a good, good time, and I you know, I had to intervene and, and uh, say hello, and uh, definitely asked her if she'd be interested in being interviewed for my podcast, but she she's a pleasant soul, very friendly, very down to earth, and uh, I'm definitely big on the dancing. So the dancing caught my attention, and I love to dance myself. But in any event, uh, here's my interview with Raquel. Check it out. Catch you next Monday. You were talking about um, your father. Your father being Jamaican, born Jamaican, born Jamaica. Uh, what where's your where's your mother from? What's her background? Um, well, my mother is second or third generation. Canadian. Okay. Uh, so it so, so, like my great-grandparents and my great-great-grandparents that were from Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, the Jamaican thing is important because, as I said, um, we were speaking earlier, and you were talking about the idea of not being shy. Well, shyness, you know, I'm not going to say that no one in Jamaica is shy, but it's not really a trait associated with Jamaican people. Uh, I, I'm al- I'm al- I'm also Jamaican my parents are Jamaican but I've lived in Jamaica for years I've gone back and forth I did some primary school I did some high school I did my university here so you know Jamaica and I'm very well acquainted with Jamaica and Jamaican people truthfully and you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite my tongue pretty boastful pretty boastful people yeah they kind kind of you know center of the universe types in terms of their mentality but I'm wondering if that has in some way influence you because you talked about the idea of having not had any prior experience. I know you said you, you did you did a music video, but you have you had no prior experience prior to uh, African Fashion Week this year. But yet you were on the runway, and I thought, wow. I'm wondering, is that the Jamaican DNA within her that's causing her to feel to, to feel that level of confidence? Um, partly actually. Um, oh. Okay. Let me tell you a story. Okay. Okay. So my friend. Right. And one of the things that she studied was like uh, black culture, African civilization, things like that. Mm-hmm. And what she has told me is that during you know the slave trade, right, those people who were the most rebellious, they yeah, dropped off in Jamaica. <laughs> hey, so, I I I've, hold on. I've heard this theory as well. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. believe it's
1: true because it would explain a lot. So. <laughs> Knowing that, right. that, like, helped my self-confidence um, a lot, because I'm like, wow, like, look at God, look
0: at our people, look at how rebellious we are, we can make it through anything that we put our minds to. No, I agree, and, and here's the deal, I don't want to create this idea that Jamaicans are a monolith, because they're not. There are all kinds of different Jamaicans, but I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying, but overall, the one constant is a strong or a healthy sense of confidence. Yeah. Right. And, and you hear people from other islands, I mean look at it this way, Jamaica is a country of less than 3 million, but yet it is one of the most influential countries and cultures across the world. Yep. Which Which is insane when you think about it. It makes sense, I mean, are people are magic, what can I say? <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, as far as this fashion thing, so you, you start off, uh, you told me you had done uh, a music video. Uh, or two. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how many. But you you make this move, this this this, this plunge into fashion. So you go from African Fashion Week, and there was there was someone measuring uh, behind the scenes from Toronto Fashion Week, and now you're joining them as well. So is this something that's going to possibly override, supersede what you're doing now, as far as your day job, or is this something you're just kind of doing on the side? Um, it is definitely more of a hobby for me. Okay. I don't know. I just
1: don't myself like quitting everything and like pursuing modeling full-time um i don't really see that for myself i mean if it does happen i'm totally open to that idea but like as of right now in this moment that is not something that i want to pursue full-time it's definitely more something as a hobby more fun and enjoyable
0: what if you're offered a major contract and someone said hey we love this girl we want to take you across the planet what do you do then Great. Okay, so it's a hobby now because nothing nothing significant has been put on the table for you.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I need something to pay the
0: bills, right? I completely get you on that. That makes all the sense in the world. Um, we kind of touched on this a little earlier, but this idea of, um, and I, I don't want to harp on it, but I, I think it's very interesting. I actually have um, Anissa nephew who are biracial, and, um, and I, I wonder how that, plays out in terms of how you identify, uh, how you move through the world. I mean, you told me that your mother can throw down in the kitchen. She, she definitely has to uh, appeal to your your, your father's uh, taste in cuisine, we'll say, culturally speaking. Yeah. But how has that affected you in terms of how you view yourself? Obviously, you told me that your dad has a very uh, strong influence on you and how you view yourself and how you move through the world. But what about your mother? how How does she? How does it fit into into that dynamic there? Um.
1: Well, like I was telling you earlier, she is very influenced by my
0: father. Ah. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And actually, before she met my dad, she was previously married to another
0: Jamaican. Excuse <laughs> me. Okay. Okay. Even though you you have no real prior experience with modeling, what was your Coming up, who did you look to? Who did you look to in terms of uh, the standards of beauty, in terms of uh, fashion icons or, or fashion in terms of style? Was it Eurocentric? Was it was it across the board? What were your influences coming up as it relates to fashion and beauty? Um, well, I
1: didn't really have any because where the area that I grew up in, everybody around me, they were either black or white or Spanish. Like, I was... Pretty much the only biracial person, like also elementary school, um, and it wasn't until high school where
0: like I started seeing more biracial biracial people. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, like I was very heavily input, influenced by the European side of things. Okay. Uh, just because, just even
1: historically going back all the way through time, like that was always the dominant thing to look up to. So like I would always straighten my hair.
0: Oh really. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I got get, get relaxers do
1: the whole thing because um, I didn't know what to do with my hair and um, I wanted to fit in and look like my peers also. So that was definitely where four of my influences.
0: Were. That I mean. that is very interesting because I had a good friend. Uh I, I don't like talking about things in past tense. She she's a very sweet girl. I haven't seen her in some time. But she was actually, her dad was was Jamaican, and her mother was from Central America. And she she would also straighten her hair. But she did it, I, I don't think it was um with relaxer, but she definitely had like a hot comb. Mm-hmm. And she would straighten her hair, but check this out, though. She would do it for job interviews. Uh, yes. And I thought, oh, oh, so you can relate to that? <laughs> definitely, <yes. laughs>
1: Human resources ah. definitely where my area is uh, surrounding right. and even this whole idea, I mean we're getting better, we're, we're definitely getting better right. as, as a country as a whole with mm. accepting uh, different hair, textures, styles, etc um, but being in HR I've noticed that we play around with the word professional a lot and what that means and uh, most of the time necessarily
0: our hair doesn't fit that definition well here's the deal because I, I, I've talked to you know a number of black women over the years and they like some of them not all of them but some of them like to make this separation like uh, being biracial is somehow completely removed and from what you're telling me I don't get that impression at all you no. you, you yeah, yeah yeah I don't
1: like to like I don't like to separate
0: myself from the black community right. uh, just because I know that they are people out there who try to exclude
1: us, try to push us away. They're like, how could you be for the black community mm-hmm. if you're not, I guess, fully, all the way black? Mm-hmm, <laughs> In a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's even part of the problem also, because how are we even supposed to come together as a people if you're taking this set of people and completely shutting us out and saying, hey, you are you don't belong, when I have the same nose as you, the same lips as you, the same hair texture as you, like just because I'm a lighter skinned or
0: one of my parents doesn't happen to be black mm-hmm. and shouldn't exclude me from the community. Well, I, I kind of want to go back. No, I completely agree. And that's a that's a very, that's a valid point. I, I want to go back a bit into this idea of, uh, you, as you put it, uh, Eurocentric influences. But what yes. was, what was regarded as beautiful? Was that, was that, was that more Eurocentric um actors, models, or was it just more of a fashion thing? Like, in other words, what were you, let's say, let's let's rewind the clock back to when you were maybe, I don't know, 12 years old. Who was beautiful to you? What was what was seen as uh, the standard of beauty to you? Who did you regard as beautiful? Whether it be, in, we'll say in entertainment, who was beautiful to you as a woman? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I got me thinking back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or later, it can be later, it can be your teen years, but what? what who was beautiful to you? Right. Gismo. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh my gosh. That's fair. No. Nope. What did I even listen to? What did I do? I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And okay, so moving forward now, who's beautiful now? In 2019, who do you regard as a beautiful woman in pop culture? In pop culture, I don't. I
1: don't even want to go there.
0: Okay. Okay. Take, take. Okay. Any. Okay. Take it outside of pop culture. Who would you say? I mean, they don't have to. I mean, it can be a, a, an obscure name. It doesn't have to be someone who's popular. But who? Who's beautiful now to you? I'm just curious to know. Just. Just to kind of juxtapose the two. Two time frames. So when you were a child and now as an adult. Anyone come to mind or no? To be honest,
1: um, not really. I don't.
0: Oh my goodness! She's like, I'm not answering this question at all. <laughs> I love it. Okay, okay, okay. Are you are you one of those Idris Alba fans? Uh, yeah, he, he oh, you, you see what I mean? I went I went to my, I went to my optometrist uh, about a month ago, and she is a Chinese woman, met, happily married. And at the time, I was going to see a screening for, um, you know, you know his film Yardi, right? No. Right, so here's a, here's a film that he did last year called Yardi, and it basically starts off in England, and then it moves to Jamaica, or no, starts off in Jamaica, and then it moves to England, and, you know, Idris, Idris, I believe, I'm not too sure, I know his parents are African, I don't know if they're from Senegal, or I can't recall where, but I know it's, I know it's Africa. Anyway, but he was raised in London and very Jamaican influenced, like heavily. The idea that a man who was, uh, you know, of African parentage is doing a film about Jamaican culture, essentially, because it's really about Jamaica, I found it very interesting. So anyway, I, I told the optometrist that I was going to see the screening, and she was like, wow. And it's by who? And I said, Idris Alba. And she almost lost her mind. I, I No, I, I tell you why it's significant, because in this time frame... You know, because Denzel Washington was a guy that, you know, a lot of women like going back over the last 20, 30 years, but I don't recall women losing their minds the way they have with Idris Alba. and Idris Alba is not even new. He's been around for a while now, but he's, for some reason, in the last few years, he's just picked up so much steam, and it's his appeal is so broad. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I don't feel like just because there's of a trend right now where i hate to say
0: it but like black is in fashion like black is black fashion. is it black is in vogue now eh? which which what what exactly. do you th- what do you think is what do you think is behind that
1: um i think it's always been there like okay. even if you look back to like i don't remember the exact
0: century maybe like 16th 17th century type type of clothing
1: right um, where they had big petticoats to make like their front look bigger things like that now girls are getting selling in their lips, like, getting the big breasts,
0: like, and it's like, we've always had that, we've, you've always been these type of people, but now you're just, you've always just been trying to make something off of it, and not letting us know that we're great. Interesting, very interesting. Well, I know, because of you, uh, you actually put it in my, in my, in my brain, I thought, okay, I want to check out this Toronto Fashion Week, so I will definitely be covering, um, the Wednesday Wednesday night um, shows. So, when are you gonna be uh, performing? We'll call it. We'll, I'm gonna call it a performance. When are you gonna be performing? Performance
1: is on September
0: fourth. Right. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna catch you then. Cause I'm, I'm going to the I'm going to the the, the evening shows. But anyway, I wish you all the best with that. And I will definitely be in contact. I'll send you a link for the interview. And thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And as for the film, I will definitely let you know.